Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Let's see, today is 8 July 2018. It's Sunday. It's time for Prophecy Update of the Week. We just talked about this in the church, but I'll mention it again on the Prophecy Update as we're watching the situation with the boys in Thailand. And apparently, as of right now, the most recent news says that six of them have been uh, uh, rescued. One of them is being monitored closely, so that probably means he's got hypothermia or something. And we don't have any more status on that, but hopefully by the time this is published, all of them will be out of there safely. So... uh, this is going to be a little bizarre, but because uh, 99.999% of the people that watch the Prophecy Update don't care about it, but somebody, and I've been trying to figure out who it was, told me that when I finished up with um, one of the things that I've been watching to watch something called Dad's Army, and I've been watching it. Hedico laughs just out loud. It's an old, after World War II, they filmed in England a comedy about World War II. It's really well done. There's nothing gross in there. There's no bad words. It's just uh, an old man that has his own um, town. He's like the captain of the town, and they're the defenders in case the Germans come in, and it is really well done. So whoever told me that, please email me and let me know because I'm really appreciating that right now. And then third, before we get into our regular update, is we have, for the first time in quite a few months, a new Sergio and Roto video, and it is everybody... Excellent. It is excellent. It was. It, it's. I, I have to tell you, when I watched it, I cried, but I didn't want anybody to see me doing that. So uh, uh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful update. So uh, please watch that at the end of the uh, update. I will put a link to it. And then our first category, as always, is Israel. And from the Jerusalem Post, it's official. Israel has more Jews than any other country now for the first time in, in millennia, absolute millennia. Aliyah and Integration Minister Sofa Landver told the Knesset Immigration, Absorption, and Diaspora Affairs Committee that the largest concentration of Jewish people in the world is in Israel. More than 6 million Jews reside in Israel compared with 5.7 million in the U.S. right now. Committee Chairman, member of Knesset, Avraham Neguiz, praised the Aliyah Ministry's achievements and said Israel's mission is to bring all of the world's Jews back to their homeland. We invest a lot in encouraging Aliyah. We hold fairs in the countries of origin, offer potential immigrants personal accompaniment and assistance in their job search, studies, and housing. Landver said, noting that 2017 has been a significant upsurge in the number of Jews immigrating to Israel, as well as the return to Israel of many former residents. So there you go. That's a milestone for the first time in, like I said, millennia. From Virtual Jerusalem, Israeli electronic eye destroys terrorist fire balloons and kites. Kind of a cool, like, technology thing here. Israeli's security apparatus has been working on developing effective solutions to kites and balloons terror from the Gaza Strip. The IDF has been operating a new system developed by Rafael Skyspotter, which assists firefighters in preventing severe damage to the farmers' fields in the area. Rafael's new system has been locating balloons and kites and alerting rescue teams about their calculated trajectory so they can arrive at the landing sites and minimize the damage. 
A control panel displays the incoming data on special monitors with red dots representing every balloon or kite that rises from the strip and is swept by the wind into Israeli territory. The optical sensors follow them and mark their exact location as they move in the air, indicating where they are flying and where their landing point will be in the surrounding fields. The Raphael team alerts and updates the firefighting teams, sending them to the exact landing site. Simultaneously, work continues on interception systems, a laser beam shot from a drone that will burn the kite or balloon in mid-flight, an advanced development that will soon be deployed in Gaza. In tests, the laser drone has been successful in incinerating the incoming trajectory, neutralizing it and bringing it down. The drones will also be guided to crash into the incoming balloons, neutralizing them before they can pose danger in Israeli territory. Another system in the works targets drones carrying explosive charges coming in from Gaza. The solution there is a counter drone that shoots a screen up of hundreds of thin aluminum strips which wind themselves around the enemy drone's rotors and bring it down. So they're doing their stuff. They're thinking of new ways to stop bad guys. So that's pretty wonderful. You can test it in London with the Trump balloon. Test it in London with the Trump balloon. That's a very good idea. All right, from uh, Jerusalem Post, Shaked, incendiary kites are no less serious than mortars. Okay, and I would agree with that. Incendiary kites are no less serious than mortars. The response to a kite in the Gaza border region must be the same as the response to a missile fired at Ashkelon. In other words, go in and blow the people up. I totally agree. That's what Justice Shahed said. The government must hit back with an iron fist against those launching incendiary kites and terrorists. Good deal. And then from the Times of Israel, member of Knesset will stop kite terror, even if it means a major conflict, including killing Hamas heads. So I'm, once again, total in agreement with that. What they were doing, they would send in bombs to bomb Israel, and they would say, okay, you're going to do that. We're going to go blow up one of your leaders. And they were doing that with mortars. Hey, do it with kites as well. Get these people taken out. From Ynet, U.S. ambassador to host really, really bothers me. It, the U.S. ambassador is doing this, but he is a Jew, and he is in Israel, so I'm going to read it, and it's one of those things that you talk about countries that need to be disciplined. I include the United States in this as well. United States ambassador to host surprise LGBT event. U.S. Ambassador to Israel David Friedman is expected to host a ceremony next Wednesday at his Herzliya residency honoring the LGBT community in Israel. If we can get enough people here on the Prophecy Update to email Ambassador Friedman and tell him that we are offended by this, that this should not be something the United States is condoning, then maybe they'll stop this. But it's going to take people emailing the Ambassador of Israel. So I would recommend you get your typing fingers out and get typing, okay? The Black Tie Event, Black Tie Event Invitation says the ceremony will emphasize the pride parades in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. The announcement comes as a surprise to the LGBT community since Friedman is considered to subscribe to a more religious outlook and is known to hold more conservative views. The event is scheduled to take place over uh, just a month after the Gay Pride Parade in Tel Aviv and around three weeks before the parade in Jerusalem in August. Bad stuff. I think that, you know, it, it's just bad all around. On our part, on Israel's part, just bad. Christian news today. 
from the Christian Post. Canadian man faces two years in prison for passing out Jesus Saves pamphlets at Gay Pride Parade. So, you know, it's just like they were doing up in Dearborn a few years ago. They were giving out pamphlets to the uh, Muslims, and they arrested these guys. Well, that was tossed out. They were let go, finally, after being persecuted enough. But this is actually happening in Canada, and this guy will go to jail. I'm certain of it. Christian bus driver in Toronto has been charged with a hate crime for distributing pamphlets saying homosexuality can lead to diseases, which is true, and that Jesus can save gay people if they repent, which is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bill, well, I, I'll qualify this. Jesus saves by his shed blood. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you call on the name of the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God uh, raises him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, now, when you say the word repent in here, I want everybody to understand that we do not heal ourselves and then go to the physician. We go to the physician and he heals us. Some people are drunks. Some people are gays. Some people are whatever. You come to Jesus Christ and you say, I understand what I am doing is an offense to you. I want you to save me by your shed blood and he will change your heart. Okay, the word repent is often taken to extremes by Christians when they evangelize, which the Bible does not intend. Okay, we are to repent of all of our sins. We're to turn away from our sins, but that is not what saves a person. The blood of Jesus Christ saves a person, okay? I said this one time in a prophecy update, and this one wacky woman out in Hawaii banned me from her prophecy update, uh, her prophecy thing on Facebook, because I said the way that I did. She's got confused theology, and then a couple weeks later, she posted, or actually it was a couple months later, she posted, because I could still read the, uh, the uh, thing that she posts. She posted exactly what I said, But the guy just said it in a different way. It was exactly what I said. You are saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Your repentance will not save you, okay? If you think your repentance will save you, guess what? People repent of alcoholism all the time, and that doesn't save them at all. They have to come to Jesus to be saved. So that's the way we have, um, what is it, alcohol anonymous or whatever, 12 steps. doesn't save anybody. Okay, without Christ, you are not saved. So please get your theology correct before you go correcting somebody else, and you might find out you got your foot in your mouth. But we'll go on from there. Okay, um, Bill Watcott uh, distributed anti-gay material which promoted hatred towards the gay community, Toronto Police Service said, which it didn't. He told them that they need Jesus and that you can get, uh, what is it, diseases from doing this thing that you're doing. It was not hatred. It was loving Okay, the 51-year-old was charged with willful promotion of hatred against an identifiable group, namely the gay community. The pamphlets he allegedly distributed said homosexuality is associated with sexually transmitted diseases, including HPV, which the U.S. Centers for Disease Control says is true. Okay, so he was saying something that is absolutely true, and they said, well, you can't say that. You know, you can't tell these people these things. The pamphlets, which reportedly included negative remarks against the Liberal Party and left-wing politicians, which is probably appropriate, also said that supporting the homosexual acts without repentance could lead to eternal peril. Now, that is true. And repentance to the free gift of eternal life. Well, that's a redundancy. He could have saved some ink on his uh, track by saying the gift of eternal life because the gift is by its very nature free. But there you go. However, reports say that the pamphlets neither encouraged hate against homosexuals nor advocated violence, which is probably the truth there. He just simply handed out something that offended somebody and he's being charged with a hate crime. From the New York Post, scientists say humans are alone 
in the universe. Yeah, humans are alone in the universe and will never meet other intelligent forms of life, according to a cosmically depressing new study. I don't find it depressing at all. We are, we are unique. God created us as a unique sentient being in all of the universe. There's, there may be life all over this universe, but it is not sentient like we are. It is not understanding the nature of God. It does not understand free will. Because if they do, then they would have fallen because it is the nature of a sentient being to rebel against God, just as Adam did three minutes after he was created, right? He made Eve, and then they looked out and saw the apple, and it, that he was told to not eat, and they went and ate it right away. I mean, it, it wasn't long. I've said three minutes, and somebody's going to send me an email. It wasn't, how do you know it was three minutes? It's making a point there. Anyway, if there are beings on other planets that need to be redeemed, that means that Christ must die for them as well. Christ died one time. Okay, so we are alone in this universe as far as sentient beings. As I say, he could have created all kinds of wonderful stuff out there for us to explore for the eons and eons to come. But I agree with this article. It says um, scientists at Oxford University have determined that aliens don't exist in a report that says human beings are likely flying solo in outer space. Oxford University's Future of Humanity Institute came to the conclusion that humans are alone in the universe while examining the so-called Fermi Paradox, which ponders why scientists believe in extraterrestrials despite having zero proof. We find a substantial probability of there being no other intelligent life in our observable universe, and thus that there should be little surprise when we fail to detect any signs of it. There's likely no intelligent life outside of Earth, so there's no need to waste time theorizing about humanity's relationship with aliens, notes the paper, dubbed Dissolving the Fermi Paradox. The paradox, named after physicist Enrico Fermi, questions how there could be a high probability of extraterrestrial life when there's no solid proof. Where is everyone? Past scientific theories, known as the Drake Equation, if you don't know that, have said alien civilizations may be living in our galaxy based on seven factors, including the position of star formations and how long creatures are able to survive. But Oxford researchers say the simplest solution is likely the truth. There's no one else out there. There should be little surprise when we fail to detect any signs of aliens. On the brighter side, those fearing an alien invasion can now rest easy, they say. So there you go. All right. Newsweek. God in the Holy Bible is stupid, says Philippians President Duarte. I used to love this guy. I, I was all over this guy because of how he's handled drug problems, how he's handled all kinds of problems. I wouldn't talk to this guy except about Jesus ever. That would be the only thing I'd talk to him about. I don't want to have a conversation with him on any level at all. Uh, he says, outspoken Philippine President Duarte is courting controversy in the devoutly Catholic country, saying that the deity in the Holy Bible was stupid. Duarte took the issue with the biblical God during a speech on Friday a week ago and doubled down on his views on Monday. You review the tapes, Duarte said when questioned about a controversial speech where he concluded that God must be a son of a something and stupid if the story about his creation of Adam and Eve was true. According to him, he was referring specifically to the biblical conception of God and would not take back any comments on the matter. Continuing on with BBC, they say, your God is not my God because your God is stupid. Mine has a lot of common sense asking 
Who is this stupid God? He criticized the biblical story of creation and Adam and Eve being thrown out of the Garden of Eden after they ate the forbidden fruit. You created something perfect, and then you think of an event that would tempt and destroy the quality of your work, he said. The president also slammed the concept of original sin, whereby all humans are tainted by Adam and Eve's wrongdoing, saying, you weren't born yet, but now you have original sin? What kind of religion is that? I can't accept it. Well, the entire premise of putting that forbidden fruit in the garden is what we talked about in the previous article. Something had to spur them on to being a sentient being. They did not have the knowledge of good and evil, right? Does everybody remember that? Let me read it to you. Let me read you so you understand. God does everything infinitely wise in an infinitely wise manner, including putting that out there. He said, don't do it. That's all that is required. Don't do it. He's the creator. He gives the command. By law is the knowledge of sin, right? Okay. Here's what it says. Verse 22, then the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden with a flaming sword, which turns every way to guard the way to the tree of life. You want to watch 450 prophecy updates a week and waste your time? Go ahead. Read the Bible. Get proper theology. That's what is most important. If you want to understand the symbolism of that, go back and watch the Genesis sermons and then the Exodus sermons, especially the building of the tabernacle, because you will understand why God built that tabernacle the way he did. Every single word points to Jesus Christ, the plan of redemption to get us back to what we had lost. There are no other sentient beings in this universe. And if somebody tries to give you some high philosophical talk about why, ignore them. God is infinitely wise. He has created man above all others. And this guy is going to bring destruction upon his country unless he changes his mind and turns away from that attitude. I'm telling you, it's very sad. My favorite country on the planet. I love the Philippines. I absolutely love it. I could go and live there today and never, never regret it a moment. I love the Philippines. The people there are beautiful. But I'm going to tell you what, they are heading for a bad time if they keep that guy in office after what he has said. Islam today, why not? Australia ends direct aid to the Fakistanian authority. Good job. Who would expect that from them? They've gone off the deep end with, you know, their liberal policies, but... Australia has ended direct aid to the Fakistanian authority because it says its donations could could increase the self-governing body's capacity to pay the Fakistanians convicted of politically motivated violence. Well, if they're paying them and they acknowledge they do, it doesn't matter if you send them 10 cents or $4 billion and you say, we don't want it to go to that. Guess what? The other money's going there. So it's not could, it does, right? Anyway, Foreign Minister Julie Bishop said that funding to World Bank Trust Fund was cut after she wrote to the Fakistanian Authority seeking assurance that Australian funding was not being misspent. Once again, you can't dictate to people if they have all this money in all these different accounts and they put some here, well, they're using yours somewhere else, that is still funding it. It's all the same when it comes down to the big pot in the sky. Okay, yeah. Times of Israel. Israel passes law cutting funding to Fakistanian Authority over its payments to 
terrorist. This is Israel. The Knesset voted into law, something we did it, Australia's done it, Israel's now done it, into law a bill to slash funds to the Fakistinian Authority by the amount Ramallah pays out to convicted terrorists and the families of fakes killed while carrying out attacks. The bipartisan law passed by 87 to 15. The law's backers said the legislation would send a message to the fakes that terror does not pay. Okay, now this is something I've reported on in the past, but they, it has to go through a process just like in our government. It might happen, it might happen, it might happen. It happened. Good job. From Wynette, Fakistinian Authority. Here you go. Law to deduct terrorist salaries from tax money is a declaration of war. Oh what do you think it is when they're sending terrorists to blow people up? It's already a declaration of war on your part. It's exactly what liberals do. They take all of the bad and wicked things that they do in this nation, and it's called projection. You guys are doing this bad thing. You guys are doing when it's them that does it. Well, right there, they're right there. Projection by the Fakistinians, Al Arabia. Trump, U.S. will sanction European countries in business with Iran. Times of Israel, Trump administration seeks to drop Iran's oil revenue to nothing. From the Al Jamainer, Turkey says it will not cut off trade ties to Iran at the behest of others. Turkish foreign minister said that the U.S. told countries to cut all imports of Iranian oil. You can see a division between the U.S. and Turkey growing by the day. We've been bringing it up month after month. It is growing by the day. They are going to side eventually with Russia. They will be coming against Israel in Gog Magog. From Globes, Israeli energy stocks plunge. This is about a week and a half ago on huge Egyptian gas find reports. Egyptian media reports that Italian energy company Ani, I guess that's how you say it, is about to announce a massive offshore gas discovery in the coming few days and have been enough to send energy stocks on the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange plunging with an estimated 2.5 billion cubic meters of gas. Nor would be three times larger than the Zor gas field over five times larger than Israel's Leviathan field, and more than 10 times larger than the Tamar field. Such a discovery will help Egyptian President El-Sisi realize his vision of making Egypt a regional energy power. Next article, Globes. The first one was on 727. This one came out on 7-1. Israeli experts disagree on possible huge Egyptian gas find. Italian company Ani has not confirmed that a discovery has been made or reported how much gas it expects to find in the Noor field. Okay, anytime somebody opens their mouth and says something like that, it affects world stocks, you know, based on where the things are happening. Somebody didn't like that Israel has got a deal with Egypt to sell gas to them, and so they came out with possibly a false report, and it has not yet been confirmed. So we'll watch it. We'll see where that goes. From Mail Online, Al Shabab. Everybody knew who Al Shabab is. They're down in uh, Nigeria, right? And they, they just indiscriminately kill people. They kill Christians by the bucket load. They kill their own people. Listen to what Al Shabab has determined. Al Shabab declares a ban on plastic bags. Yeah. Islamic terrorist group who killed four people on Sunday say single use plastic bags are bad for animals and the environment. These people don't care about anything, and now they're worried about the environment. The terror group must have been talking to the Pope, you know? Yeah. I mean, the terror group announced plans to ditch all single-use plastics. Hours earlier, Al-Shabaab claimed responsibility for killing four in a mortar attack. The attack in the Somali capital, Somalia, Somali capital Mogadishu injured seven others and killed four. 
Al-Shabaab also introduced new plans to immediately stop logging native trees. Mm. So there you go. There, uh, life has no meaning to them, but it's exactly what Dope Francis is doing. You're elevating the environment above human life. I mean, it's yeah. insane. Anyway, Mail Online. Iranian commander accuses Israel. This made Rush Limbaugh, so it made everywhere, but I'm still going to read it because it's very funny. Iranian commander accuses Israel of stealing Iran's clouds and causing a drought. Yes. Oh, so you haven't heard it. Okay, good. Brigadier General Golam Reza Jalali is head of the civil defense organization. He claimed the changing weather in the country is suspect, uh, said that Israel is to blame. Jalali claimed the theory that has a solid scientific basis, and Iran also is facing snow theft. Ooh. Anyway, yeah. The head of Iran's meteorological service was skeptical. He said cloud theft is not possible. So there you go. From Mongolia today, Xinhua says the first silicon processing plant opens in Mongolia. Mongolia's first silicon extraction and processing plant was launched in the southeastern province of Dornogovi, according to the Ministry of Mining and Heavy Industry. The factory, constructed by Japan's Megatech Corporation subsidiary in the landlocked Asian country, is expected to have a capacity of processing 200 to 400 tons of silicon per month. We're planning to export the silicon to Japan, China, and South Korea, said the company's president, Shigeru Nagao. He added that the company planned to raise production capacity in the near future. Silicon is a hard and brittle crystalline solid with a blue-gray metal luster. It is the main material used in computers, computer, semiconductors specifically, yes. Daniel 12 Technology, Mail Online. Chinese military has built Star Wars. This also made drudge, so most people have probably heard it. If not, it's interesting. Chinese military has built Star Wars-like laser-firing AK-47s capable of setting people on fire from a half mile away. Yeah. Researchers claim it cannot be seen, but it causes instant carbonization of human skin. The weapon can burn through clothes. In a split second, researchers claim it weighs around the same as an AK-47, which is about three kilos or 6.6 pounds. Point and shoot. Wow. And, you know, you're burning. You don't even know it. You're just you're catching on fire. Zero hedge. Scary world, isn't it? It's just terrible. Zero hedge. The U.S. government has just reinvented the wheel. Thank you. Yes. The groundbreaking technology is meant to radically enhance the mobility of future combat vehicles that could allegedly handle about 95% of the terrain on today's modern battlefield. It is very cool. I'm going to show you right now because you don't see the pictures that are on, uh, uh, on the uh, update, but you've got a round circle, and immediately it can go into a triangle while they're driving. It is very cool. You push a button, and it goes from round to triangle, and it becomes a half track like a tank instead of a round wheel. Very, very impressive. Good job, guys. Here we go. Um, where was I now? Let's see. Researchers demonstrated the shape-shifting RWT mechanism that transitions from a round wheel to a triangle track and back again while in motion. Wheels allow for fast travel on a hard surface, while tracks enable better control on soft surfaces. For mobility, we've taken a radically different approach by avoiding armor and developing options to move quickly and be agile over terrain. It is really cool. Go watch it online. You can watch the video. Mail online. The world's smallest computer revealed. This is a teeny little computer. 
We had one about eight months ago that was really small. This one is really, really, really small. It's an incredible image. Shows tiny machine dwarfed by a grain of rice. Now imagine a grain of rice, and it is so big that it looks like a dot next to it. Astonishing. Okay, the University of Michigan created a computer that is just 0.3 millimeters long. The micro device will lose all programming and data once it loses power. It's too small to receive data from a radio antenna, so it uses visible light instead. Tell me that's not impressive that they can do that. Okay, we'll go back to creation for a minute. If that is impressive, and we're all going, I see some faces that are just going, how amazing. Imagine how amazing our bodies are that have DNA that's billions of times smaller than that, that has more information than we could fit into all of the information of this world into a strand of DNA, and it would be about the size of a peanut, right? How amazing is God? We're, we're excited about these things that we're doing. It's tinker toys. Tinker toys compared to what God has done. Read your Bible. Learn the word. Watch one, two, or three prophecy updates a week at the most. Make sure that you watch the Superior Word Prophecy Update and then two others of your choice, and then read your Bible. Watch sermons, listen to sermons, and read your Bible, okay? That's what you should be doing. Learn about the miracle of what God has done, especially in your Bible, okay? From Revelation Plagues Today, from Fox, Lone Star Tick Bites Triggering Red Meat Allergies in More People Across the U.S. I reported on this about a year and a half ago. It's getting bad. You get bit by one of these, you get a meat allergy, okay? You can't eat meat anymore. Yes. I saw some eyes just blast open. U.S. ticks are known to carry some nasty ailments, such as Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever and Lyme Disease, but one allergist and associate professor of medicine at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, is warning that some of these small arachnids, specifically the Lone Star Tick, can cause another issue as well, an allergy to red meat. Now, this is in Florida. It's endemic here, just so you know. While the allergy caused by the Lone Star Tick bite is relatively rare, the number of cases has sharply increased from the roughly two dozen Dr. Scott Cummins and his colleagues first studied in 2009. Cummins estimated that there are currently more than 5,000 cases in the United States with additional cases in countries such as Sweden and South Africa. Additionally, the range of the Lone Star Tick is increasing and expanding, which ultimately increases the chance of getting bitten by them. Higher costs of living could partly be to blame, causing more people in recent years to trade urban life for life in the suburbs. Researchers note the irony of the Lone Star Tick causing an allergy which affects dining at your local Lone Star Steakhouse. Okay, I added the last sentence in. That wasn't in there. All right. Morality today. Okay, one of the things that I always bring up either during revelation plagues or morality is opioids. Okay, opioids. I want you to know, I'm not going to tell you the name of the pharmacy, but um, I have a uh, note here that came from a pharmacy. New Florida legislation for control substance monitoring and dispensing. On 1 July 2018, a new Florida law goes into effect which places limits on dispensing quantities of opioid pain medication based on prescriber documentation on the prescription. Good job, Florida. Rick Scott, I'm very happy that you did this before you left office. We don't know what kind of lunatic we're going to get in office next. Hopefully it'll be a conservative, but uh, it's a long article. If anybody wants to read it, it's right here. I'm so happy they're doing that. Lives are being ruined by these opioids. For morality today, from WND, school board bans fact. 
biological sex is no more. They had proposed some things I read about uh, maybe, what, uh, a month ago now. In Virginia, one group of uh, school board in Virginia was going to pass all these bad things. They passed them. The board in Fairfax County, Virginia School District has decided to ban the fact that there is biological sex. You can't mention that anymore in the school board. And instead teach all students that sex is a fluid spectrum. The members have voted to adopt the extreme family life education program described as the most radical sex ed curriculum in the county or in the country. I'm sorry. The vote was 10 to 1. The board also voted to instruct every high school student without their parents' permission about the daily gay sex pill prep recommended for the very high-risk behavior of, I can't even read it. This is what they're teaching their children, okay? Um, I, I can't read that. Let's see here. Failure for the rate of preventing HIV infection and even AIDS health organizations warn against it. The legal team said the new curriculum, which will also include teaching and promoting the harmful practice of, and I cannot read it, I can't read it, and this is what they're teaching their children, before marriage and promoting permissibility and loosening the dress code standards for students to avoid something else I can't read. Some of the content will be moved out of the FLA curriculum and into general health curriculum called emotional and social health, making those lessons mandatory with no opt-out, regardless of parents' wishes. Remember, this is the same group of people that said that you can't use the term clergy anymore. Clergy are not invited. This is that group of people. And they have passed things that are so perverse, I can't read them as an adult because I'm embarrassed about it. I, it's absolutely horrifying. From the Christian Post. Supreme Court ruling protecting pregnancy centers dismantles conversion therapy bans, lawyer says. In other words, this is a good thing. They passed, the Supreme Court passed something recently about um, uh, pregnancy centers that you can't tell them they have to promote abortion, okay? Now there are states, I read Hawaii is one of them, a couple other states that said that um, you cannot talk to people about conversion therapy if you're a, um, a social worker or a, uh, a psychiatrist or anything. I reported on a couple weeks ago. Okay, They have passed a law that says you are not allowed to try to get somebody to change from being a homosexual. Well, the logic here is that, yes, you can. This will be challenged, and they already have the precedent here. So these people might as well throw away their laws before it goes to court. But they won't because lawyers make a lot of money appealing things. But the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in favor of pro-life crisis pregnancy centers should encourage those resisting bans on counseling services for individuals dealing with unwanted sexual struggles and gender confusion, according to a family advocate's analysis of Clarence Thomas's opinion. The NIFLA decision is encouraging to those who wish to address their same-sex attraction because they can now seek the compassionate and professional help that they desire. Likewise, professional counselors who wish to provide services to same-sex attracted patients should no longer have to fear professional discipline. Thomas cited two cases in his opinion, Pickup versus Brown and King versus the governors of New Jersey, in which courts ruled that sexual orientation change effort laws were constitutional and that the speech of the counselor is not fully protected under the First Amendment since the speech is classified as professional conduct. Yet, in the case of the crisis pregnancy centers, the federal appellate court had justified the requirement for centers advertise abortion as professional speech, just like the other courts had done for SOCE laws in the Pickup and King cases. In other words, they are certain that what 
Clarence Thomas's written will be used as a precedent to say that you cannot stifle people from allowing your services to help people that are stuck in homosexuality. It's a very good thing. Thank goodness for people like Clarence Thomas. Uh, you know, wonderful judge. Our other category, oh, one more from the morality section, advocate. Trans woman makes history, will compete for Spain in Miss Universe. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, they couldn't find a suitable real woman in their beauty pageant to be Miss Universe, and so they picked a trans person. No, they didn't want to find Well, that's right, they didn't want to, but it's absolutely, what a slap in the face, Spain, what a slap in the face of the the women that want to participate in these things and, you know, have something to, you know, whatever. Other category, from the Sacramento Bee, Court Nix's challenge to rare California bullet stamping law. This is the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, another bad decision out of the millions that they've done. Listen to this. The California Supreme Court threw out a lawsuit that sought to block an unusual law requiring new models of semi-automatic handguns to stamp identifying information on bullet casings where shots are fired to make it easier to solve crimes. It sounds like a good idea at first, right? Here's the problem. The court ruled unanimously that gun rights groups could not overturn the requirement by arguing that it was impossible to comply with the law that supporters touted as a first in the nation. They don't have the technology to do it. And yet they said, well, you can't use that as an argument. Here we go. This is like saying, I'm going to pass law on something that doesn't exist in the universe today, and I'm going to say you have to do this, even though it's impossible to do it. Okay, the group argued that the technology did not exist, which it does not exist, and a law could not mandate something that was not possible. Writing for six of the justices, Associate Justice Gordon Liu said impossibility can sometimes lead courts to excuse a failure to comply with the law, but it can't be the basis for invalidating it. So it's impossible to do something, but we can't invalidate the law because of it. That's absolutely insane. That's why we have these liberals in this country. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. The law which Governor Schwarzenegger signed in 2007 and took effect in 2013 doesn't affect guns already on the state's official firearm roster. Only new or modified semi-automatic handguns sold in California must be equipped with the technology. The law significantly reduced the number of handguns available for sale in the state. Do you think? You can't buy a gun because it can't do what they passed the law for it to do. It's absolutely crazy. From Space Weather. Oh, you know what? This is the kind of article where the you want to watch really stupid prophecy updates, okay? They have this kind of stuff on there. It's a sign from God, right? Oh, boy. Dust storm swallows Mars. Mars is having a what? dust storm, and it's swirling around. And Yeah, oh, no. it's a sign from God, right? They, they, these people make up these, these prophecy updates, and they get hundreds of thousands of views saying that's a sign of God. It's absolutely crazy. A Martian dust storm that started in late May, silencing NASA's Opportunity rover, has now wrapped itself around the entirety of Mars. It's very cool to see. You can see the change in Mars from, you know, a normal-looking planet to this dust ball, okay? Anyway, um, Mars has essentially vanished beneath the dust. Even naked-eye observers can see the effects of the storm, which kind of blows a uh, hole in the flat yeah, yeah. Earth, Mars, etc. theory. Anyway, um, you can actually see it with your naked eye, and you can see it a little better with the telescope if you look. Anyway, um, Mars is shining brightly in the constellation Capricornus, easy to see at midnight. The planet's usual sharp burnt orange color has been replaced by a wan salmon hue characteristic of 
dust. Okay, so there you go. It's just something interesting that happens, and it's not a sign from God, folks. Blood moons and all that kind of stuff, rapture on 23, uh, September of 2016. It it goes on and on ad nauseum. They're predicting the rapture. They're predicting signs in the sky. Listen, the rapture is going to happen when nobody expects it. Absolutely nobody expects it. It says the Lord himself, this is the Lord. This isn't some lesser person that's mentioned in the Bible. The Lord says himself. And it's repeated by the Apostle Paul. I'm going to read it to you just so you stop watching these nonsense videos, wasting your time, okay? Absolutely crazy. I'm going to read you what it says. And then I'm going to get an email saying, well, that's out of context. Well, no, it's not, okay? Here you go. This is the last thing that the Lord said to the disciples. The last thing. I got to go to Acts chapter 1, and he says, um, they ask him a question about, um, uh, therefore, um, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? So they're still thinking kingdom. Okay, a little clue that the kingdom is yet ahead, and we're in the church age now. But, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Okay, you could say, well, that's just saying we're not to know the times or the seasons in a general manner. But guess what? Paul says exactly the same thing in relation to the rapture, to the events of the end times. We're not going to know them. The signs that come out are going to come out after the rapture, okay? They're going to be directed to the people that are left behind after the rapture. Stop watching that nonsense. It's, it, it's crazy. You waste all that time when you could be reading this, yeah. right? Or watching Dad's Army. Pretty good there. Okay. Um, I only watch TV during dinner. I mean, it, 45 minutes and my wife and I talk in a little bit and we'll, uh, we'll watch the uh, Dad's Army and she laughs. Oh, I'm, she's here. I forgot that you were here. I didn't even see her back there. Anyway, she's been really, in, it's fun, isn't it? She's, she's, she shook her head, yes. It's, it's very fun. Okay, anyway, um, Bloomberg. U.S. ends 70 years of military presence in the South Korean capital. Imagine that. The U.S. formally ended seven decades of military presence in South Korea's capital with a ceremony to mark the opening of a new headquarters farther from North Korean artillery range. It's a gesture, okay? The commands moved to Camp Humphreys, about 45 miles south of Seoul. Excuse me comes amid a fledgling detente on the Korean Peninsula. Most troops have already transferred to the new location, and the U.S. says the remaining ones will move by the end of the year. So there you go. Interesting little milestone in U.S. history. If you ever wonder why I stop breathing sometimes, I've got a constricted whatever that thing is where your food and air goes down. And so, thank you. It gets real tight, and I can't breathe, especially when I'm eating. And then Hitako, she, she just has to save me about three times a week. But, it hap- yeah, I, I can't breathe properly after I start talking for a while. Anyway, that's why I do that. No big deal. Anyway, if I ever keel over here, just let me go. Listen, I will say this. Tom Alley and myself, we both do mission work together, okay? We're down there every week. I wasn't there this week because I did the invocation at Sarasota Patriots, but we're down there every week. We have an agreement, and everybody else here is to abide by it that goes on the the, uh, mission walk with us, is if one of us passes out, you are not to call the ambulance until the leg stops twitching. I want to be with Jesus, okay? Yes. So if I pass out from a, a not being able to breathe someday, wait until my leg stops twitching and then call the cops, okay? All right, let's go on. Business Insider says Venezuela's inflation hits more than 40,000% as investors dump its currency like a hot potato. 
The government has defaulted on a majority of their outstanding bonds, which economists estimate add up to $60 billion. Foreign exchanges reserves have fallen about $2.5 billion in the last three months. As state-run oil industry PDVSA falls apart, Economists say a rise in global oil prices is adding to the pain. Brent crude oil is up more than 64% this year. And as President Trump cracks down on Iran via zero-tolerance oil sanctions, the international benchmark has rallied more than 8% this week. Production at PDVSA, which accounts for 95% of export earnings in the country and a quarter of GDP, was cut in half from January 16 to January 18, and as the crisis deepens, operations are continuing to wane. Imagine that. Now, my thought when I read this article was, if the liberals in this country think it's so great to be socialist, take a vacation down to Venezuela, a one-way vacation, and stay there, all right? From the week, a minimum wage worker in Venezuela could afford five cups of coffee each month and nothing else. Five million Venezuelan boulevards, five million is the equivalent of $1.45. It's also roughly to a minimum wage worker's entire monthly salary in the South American country. Thanks to stunning inflation, it now takes one million boulevards to buy a cup of coffee in the Venezuelan cafe. To illustrate Venezuela's rampant inflation, Bloomberg has tracked the price of a cup of coffee since December 2016 on its Café Con Lech index. One dose of caffeine cost 450 bolivars when the index launched two years ago. But 43.378% inflation in the last year has led to today's astronomical price. Additionally, if the pace of inflation over the past three months continues, Bloomberg estimates that inflation would be 482,153% after a year. So from 40,000, where a cup of coffee is uh, 5 billion, 5 million bolivars, it'll be 483,000 in a year. Go ahead, move to Venezuela if you want to see paradise. Okay, got a less work here for you. Liberals can fix that by printing more money. Oh, yeah, liberals can fix that by printing more money. We've got a lesserick here. To Golam, it seems Israel has clout. At a whim, they can summon a drought. Iran screams out in vain about the snow and the rain that it came from God. There is no doubt. Good job, Les. Okay, irony and odd for the week. I call this coming and going in Florida the Pokey Express, okay? Before I give that, though, I want to give you a reminder that after the Prophecy Update, I will have a link to Sergio and Rhoda's really wonderful video. So please watch that uh, when you uh, get done. Click on that instead of something else that's less edifying. Okay, coming and going in Florida, the Pokey Express. From Mail Online, this is in Pasco, Florida. Both this past week, by the way. Florida woman is arrested as she arrived for jury service after setting off metal detectors with foil-wrapped cocaine in her cargo pants pockets. Yes. So she's going in Florida, okay? And then, from Fox, this is in Broward County. Florida man sent back to jail after not paying for taxi ride home from jail. Yes. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.